faith is something you just can't fake because when faith is there, it's going to always show up with fruit. Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches and that if we remain in him, we will produce much fruit, but apart from him, we can do nothing. In James chapter 2, starting with verse 14 through verse 17, we see that a faith that doesn't produce works, doesn't produce fruit, is a dead faith. In other words, it never was a faith. It may have been a religious feeling. It may have just been hype. But true faith, true faith, saving faith, where we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, will produce fruit. Let's read those verses together. James chapter 2, starting with verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Lord, for all who are in Christ, I pray that we would live fruitful lives, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that if we're not in Christ, I pray today would be the day when such person would place their trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ and be born again, born of the Spirit, putting their faith completely in Christ and producing fruit for your glory and your honor in Christ's name. Amen. Let me just first get out of the way this, this issue about salvation by works. Um, there are people that look at these verses and say, see, he says that, that if you don't have works, then your faith is dead. That, that's not at all what he's saying here. And if, and if he was, well, it's just not. But if he was, then it would be contrary to all of Scripture, not the, the least of which and, and really the greatest of which is Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's only through Christ, and we don't do anything to contribute to Christ. He's done everything for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life is eternal life. It can't be eternal life for a little while. But anyway, uh, what he's really saying here is that a faith that doesn't reflect the fruit of the Spirit is not a true faith. It's a dead faith. And so, in essence, he's saying it was no faith at all. That true faith is always going to produce works that are consistent with it. 
So what he's speaking of here is a person who has a false claim to faith in Christ. Faith in Christ is, is simply this. It's that I quit trusting myself or anything that I could do or have ever done or anything I would not do. It's saying that I can't do this. Jesus said I didn't come to save well people but sick people people that recognize their need for jesus for his salvation what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus so saving faith is trusting in the lord jesus christ if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved because it because it is with the heart that we believe and are justified, and it's with the mouth that we confess and are saved. Romans ten nine and ten. Nothing about works in there. So he's warning us about a false faith, a faith that that doesn't produce any evidence of the presence of God. God's presence in our life is going to bring about a change. Now, does it? Are we always fruitful? No. If you follow fruit trees, sometimes they're they're more fruitful and sometimes less fruitful. But we're called to be fruitful, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. It's not fruits. Those love, joy, peace, patience, all those I just listed, those are not different fruits. They're one fruit. They're aspects of the one fruit but there's one fruit of the Spirit, and it's described in that those two verses from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, I believe. So, you know, if we're saved, if we're a born-again Christian, we have received the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, who has always been and will always be, who is himself God residing in us, will guide us in all things and call to our remembrance the things that Christ has taught us, we're going to be fruitful. We're going to be fruitful, and you're going to see it in our lives. You're going to see a change. And one of those changes is that when others are in need, we're going to help them. We're not going to be selfish. Are we ever going to be selfish? Yes, sometimes we're going to yield to the flesh rather than the spirit. But the course of our life is not going to be a course of selfishness. It's going to be a course of giving. Jesus said, when you give. He didn't say if you give. You know, if if we're not giving, then, then we don't understand what we have in Christ because God gave us all. He gave us all we needed for life here and for eternal life. And there is no greater gift than that. There's no riches greater than that. So when we, when we understand what we've been given, that we're adopted into God's family, that we're co-heirs with Christ, that we presently have all of the spiritual blessings that are ours in the heavenly places right now, if we're in Christ right now, as well as hereafter, then then we're gonna we're gonna recognize that uh, that all that we have and all that we are is a gift from God. God is our provider. He is the giver of every good and perfect gift, and He's given us some beautiful gifts 
in the gifts of salvation and the gift of the relationship, the love relationship with him to trust and obey and the presence of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our lives. So we're not going to say, hey, man, I hate that you don't have anything. Uh, Go and be warm and be well fed uh, as they walk off shivering with their stomach empty. So that that kind of faith is no faith at all. He says that faith is dead. It it never it never was alive. It was dead from the get go because it was never saving faith. It was never a true trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says in the same way, if you don't do that, if you don't meet the needs of others generously, freely, then he said it seems like that faith is dead. It's not accompanied by any action. Now, do we have to be wise in how we give? Yes, we do. But if you're going to err, we need to err on the side of, of giving freely. I can't think of the exact place, but in the Old Testament, it says open wide your hand until the need is, is fully met. And when we read about the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is what Jesus used to describe in answer to the question, who is my neighbor? If I'm to love my neighbor as myself, who is that neighbor? And Jesus gave that parable, and the the Samaritan is the one who helped the Jew, and they didn't have anything to do with each other. They, They despised one another. They wouldn't have any contact with each other. Yet the Jew was, the injured Jewish man was passed up by multiple Jews but this Samaritan came and gave freely and bountifully for his care, personally giving of his time, of himself, of his efforts, and also of his financial resources, showing love for his neighbor. So that's the kind of faith that, that God calls us to, and that's the kind of spirit-led actions that we're going to have as the evidence of Christ in us, not not in order to be right with God, but because we are made right with God by the finished work of Jesus, then you will see that fruit in my life and in your life. Not perfectly. We're, we're still human. We still live in these bodies of flesh. And, you know, sometimes we feed the flesh instead of the spirit. But you're definitely going to see that and you're going to see a change. You're going to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I just pray that today, if if we're that person who's never trusted, that we would do that right now. No, no need to wait one more minute. You don't need a preacher there. You're not saved by a prayer. But when we prayerfully come to God and, and really confess that we're putting our trust in Jesus, that we can't save ourselves, and we know he's done everything for us to be saved. He's paid for our sin and that he's been raised from the dead, and and he's conquered sin, death, and the grave, and we're just putting our trust in Jesus. It's like we're sitting, resting fully in the finished work of Jesus, and then do that right now. Just pray and, and tell God the reality of where you are, that you're repenting. You're having a change of mind from the old way of trusting yourself and living a self-centered life to trusting in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ 
and that that you're turning away from the old with a change of mind to the new. The new is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So God bless you and keep you in Christ's name. Amen.